0: Hello, comedy geeks. I'm Masavia Greer.
1: And I'm Mike George. Today on Comedy Anatomy, we have the incredible Neil Brennan.
0: Neil is a writer, producer, director, and stand-up comedy. He's the co-creator of Chappelle's show and also has one of the best stand-up specials out there called Neil Brennan's Three Mics on Netflix. More importantly, he's a great friend who I've known for many years.
1: Also, we just want to take a moment to thank all our new listeners and subscribers. Comedy Anatomy is growing, and it's all because of you. But if you haven't subscribed to our podcast and our YouTube channel, please do. And if you like it, leave a nice comment and a five-star rating.
0: Now enjoy our conversation with the great Neil Brennan.
1: Dude, thank you so much for doing this. I know uh, you guys, you two, go way back.
2: Yes. 1992? Yeah,
0: 92, when you, yeah. Yeah. I took over your uh, your door job.
2: Oh right, oh right, yeah, yeah. I'm well. I left in '93. Yes, '93. So I must have met you before that, though. Well, yeah, how, yeah. Did
1: you, how did you even end up working the door at a at a comedy club? Um,
2: Especially because uh, at the
1: time you didn't want to be a comedian, is that right? No,
2: well, my I didn't, uh, but my brother did and was. So yeah, he Kevin. did. He Kevin Brennan, my brother, uh, was is a comedian. Was a comedian. So I used to go to um, clubs with him, like when I was in high school. And so when I went to New York to go to school at NYU, I started working the door at the comedy club through Jason Steinberg, um, who I met through my brother. Uh, and and then and and then you know uh, the it's like one of those things of like I was fucking right. So I'm going to NYU, and. Uh, I'm like, I don't like these film students. Like, they're just fucking assholes. <laughs> and I was like, the comics that hang out at the Boston the cellar, like those guys seem cool. And it was Dave Chappelle, Louis C.K., John Stewart. It was like, oh, these guys. I didn't know they were gonna all like affect the next 25 years of American culture. Amazing. More than maybe anyone. Right. But, uh, but I just knew, like, I like that. And Marin and Todd Be- I mean, there was like a, David Tell, right. like a ton of guys. Incredible. Uh, and Sarah Silverman.
1: It's funny <laughs> to think to say, oh, I could hang out with NYU film students or Dave Chappelle. Yeah,
2: no, I know, but at that point, <laughs> none it. of them are making more than forty grand a year, fifty grand right. a year. Right. I mean, it's not like say again.
1: No, you're right. Crazy. Right. And and I promised Mo I wouldn't do this, but I have to tell you, Neil, you're special. Three mics is one of the best. Masabi, why would you tell him not to say that? No, but as what? I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> he didn't tell me not to say it, but I basically didn't want to come. You know when you get in a podcast and people's head, you know, oh, I love you, you're so great. Yeah, 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 I think we were trying not to come across as ass kissy fake guys who are just going to insincerely. Boy, tell not you how not, not you me, are.
0: but you. Yeah, you. Only, yeah, but me. No, it wasn't. Mo, the way, not Mo, not Mo,
1: me.
2: Only in New York is complimenting someone fake. <laughs> like, oh, he's all fake and nice. He's <laughs> kind and uh, responds to someone's work.
1: It's all oh,
2: phony. I was talking to somebody last night. Uh, somebody was re- telling, somebody was like talking about somebody and they were like, yeah, he thinks I'm just like an LA phony who's just all about showbiz. I'm like, he was. A, he's a New York guy who comes out here a lot. And I was like, yeah, yeah, "Yeah, you're a phony, like Richard Pryor, who lived, who moved to L.A. for comedy, and Jerry Seinfeld. You're a fucking total phony, full of shit, <laughs> bullshit, kind of trying to come to where all the cameras are, <laughs> and the good weather, and the sound stages."
0: Yeah, Mike's out there with you, man. Mike lives in L.A. He's oh, you play. do? All right, good. Yeah, man. no, I'm out
1: here. I'm not in New York. No. Oh, all right, I, I've good. been in L.A. Yeah,
2: um, you seem you seemed happy.
1: No, I am happy. <laughs> um, right. But um. So basically, you guys meet, right? How did Chappelle get into the mix? Because Mo is telling me the three of you guys, I mean, talking early, early days, hung out quite a bit.
2: Yeah. Um, Uh, I I knew Dave before I knew Masavia. I knew Dave in 91. No, I knew Dave in 92. So that's when I started really working the door and then dropped out. And we were the only young. That's the other thing that me, you you and Dave went to high school together. So me, you, Dave jay moore and red johnny and the round guy were the only guys our age like in of uh, just in common i i, I really? that sounds crazy but we were 18 19 but it yeah. was like our grade and then like john I didn't realize those guys are
0: so much older like maybe 10 years older i didn't realize john stewart uh, john
2: but yeah. i by the way i don't even think they were that much older they were just i think when you're the difference between 19 and 27 is significant.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's really true. When you're when someone's 45 and 50, not a huge leap, but 19 yeah. to 25 that the 25 yeah. year old seems like an old man.
2: Yeah, I think even Louie was Louie was a little older than us, but he was kind of on his own planet. So
1: I guess that business, too,
0: will make you a little older, seem more mature because you're you making these decisions, right? Yeah, you are. You may have signed a deal and you're like 21 and you just seem like an older person, you know, because yeah, yeah,
2: make- I mean, I remember it was you couldn't have told me that Louis C.K. and David Tell weren't millionaires because right. they wrote for Caroline's Comedy Hour. Um, they
1: seemed like stars, right, at the
2: time. Don- and John Stewart worked wrote with them. Richard Jenny was the host. John, Louis, and atel were the writers, and I just remember going like, "Oh, they're." They're making a million. And, and and going to a taping of Caroline's Comedy Hour in the early 90s, which is on A&E.
0: Yeah, I remember It that. was,
2: I, I talk to people about this sometimes from that time. Showbiz was so for, forbidding. It was like, how, I remember Rock, Chris Rock used to wear a Beverly Hills Cop 2 jacket. And I would <laughs> see it and be like, how the fuck were you in a movie? Like, how did you get into a movie? Yeah. I couldn't even, yeah. it was unfathomable. Didn't right. it
0: seem untouchable? It was like it, a secret it was. Imp-
2: I remember going. It was going to Caroline's comedy hour taping. It was like going to to like see the Rockettes in 1955. <laughs> it felt like like the glamour and lights. They had people to hang on. It just it was.
1: Well, being around know, anyone like back it, then, like you're saying, it felt like rarefied air. You're around someone who's in the business. They know something you don't some magic key or who knows or they they were born into it you know it wasn't like anyone could do it and I yeah this it. is
2: a crazy this is like a crazy full circle story but when dave did arsenio
1: oh i remember that dave um, did arsenio i didn't even know that
2: dave, yeah. dave did arsenio four or five yeah. times and by the way fucking murdered yes Mur- not only did he murder in the first time he took his jacket off in the middle of the set and put it on the stand. Like, who the fuck, what? <laughs> Anyhow, um, so I used to get, again, that's one of those things where I watched Arsenio in high school, then someone I know does it. Then I used to go to tapings with Dave. Me and Dave went to the taping. Uh, I say like me and Dave were equal. We were not equal. Um, it, he I, he let me go with them. Oh, so I at all time you just like, They yeah. kind of wanted him there. They had no, I was like okay. invisible, right? Mm. But we went there when the Hughes brothers were doing press for Menace to Society.
0: Oh, wow. wow.
2: So now what's crazy is you're at a taping and it's like the Arsenio Hall show. And I met Bill Cosby there, had a conversation with him, uh, but like just hugging the wall, being afraid. What's crazy is. Arsenio kind of brags about it now. Like Dave and Neil used to come to take me to my show. <laughs> it's like, this is too much. Yeah. Like, this is too fucking much. Like, the, like don't, yeah. Yeah. I wanted sure.
1: to be a writer, right? At the time. Yeah.
2: I didn't, I didn't, like, I did one open mic at the Boston and it was a nightmare. Then I didn't do it again until 90. And then I did it once in 97 and it went well. Uh, and, and then I, but I would just, I was always like, no, I shouldn't. Well, why is like, it
1: honestly your special, that, that special from 2017 is one of the, it's one of the best I in years, it honestly, mm-hmm. I, it, mm-hmm. I know at Netflix, there's a special every, what every week, literally had a special every week and yours is just another level on in so many ways. And it's so funny to me that you can do that, but yet. In the beginning, you weren't even thinking of how you were looking at the stage. Going well, for me. the
2: the reason the special's good is because well, I'll, it's a it's a it, the reason the special's good is because I'm not an amazing performer. So I had to like Dave's a fucking magnetic. Dave's a charisma machine, and I'm sure he was. It's like people say, uh, like Pat Oswald said, no one's good and he's like no one's good the first time they do stand-up and and then he he did it on an interview he goes actually you know what I saw Dave the first time he went on and he was great (laughs) um so like so he's a charisma machine I'm not and again I'm not only am I not a charisma machine the guys around are Dave Chappelle, Louis C.K., John Stewart, Ray Romano like so you don't go fucking I can do that like there wasn't a (laughs) lot Sarah Silverman I always forget Sarah um that's true
1: you're you're the best of the best yeah it was a
2: pretty fast heat that i was looking at like i should run track (laughs) um right so 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 i didn't i was never like a you know charisma machine magnetic performer but i could always i could always generate jokes and be funny in uh conversation and honestly i love being a writer like the first time i wrote was in a writer's room i was like these motherfuckers are like my people because they're funny they're funny people without too much of the performer antagonism and and like natural resentments and competitiveness and right, right, they they are but they just kind of hot they're just more morose so you don't feel it
1: <laughs> it's, it's amazing that you knew at 19 or 20 that you were as you're putting it not a, char- a charisma machine I mean how do you know I didn't it? I didn't
2: I didn't like know it I, I I It was also I would trick myself into I would talk myself out of it. Hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I would go like, well, I shouldn't. But like that, like that with them low those hams,
1: you know, <laughs> you know um, you're doing the meat puppet thing where okay. like, oh, i'm a, i'm i'm behind the scenes guy i'm an yeah, yeah, yeah but i wasn't you, even I, always I, I,
0: charisma, though you always but you were very quiet I, I never saw you as a stand-up back then like i you know just, you weren't like a showhand. you weren't like yes. always on. you weren't you know yeah that's the way those guys were i think back yeah back then. so
2: i was i was never that's, that's my point. calling and then i did it a little bit did it once in 92, once in 97, and then around 2002, I started to like, I yeah. wow. And wow. and I did it a little bit from like 2002 and three, but it was during the Chappelle show, so it wasn't like, I had fucking no time, and I, like, I realized, like, you're not really doing it unless you do it every night. I a was
0: lot. doing no-no, too. What was that process like with the Chappelle show, because when did that- like how did that come to mind uh
2: basically i mean so me and dave do half baked and it's not didn't do well and i mean it did well on video but that doesn't count
1: it's a cult it's
2: for sure yeah, yeah, yeah which they don't count um they now like whatever so i did it did well on video and uh we were a little like, and then it was, so we had to do this thing and we, we had to do that script. And then we had a, we had a few more things we were supposed to write. There was a slavery movie that we were supposed to write with Tony woods. And like, so it, it was just a, it was, it just sucked. Cause I'm basically like in charge of like we sold or we like agreed to write it with Tony. And then.
1: This is the slave movie. Or is yeah. this. Is, okay, okay.
2: And then Dave's dad is dying, literally dying. The movie, half fake to come out in like January 98, shits the bed and ish. Dave's dad starts dying in the, I mean, he's dying kind of the whole time, but it gets really bad in the summer 98. And um, so I just, I, but I had to like pressure. I had to put the pressure on to write this slave movie. And it was just a bad position.
1: Yeah, that's not a win. For I
2: sure. was just in a bad position. And I was putting him, I, it was, I was a fucking horrible friend. I had no, I, not like I know, I would have had to just say, uh, we can't do this or I can't do this or he can't. I, but well, it was there's like- there's
1: a level of maturity you maybe don't have at that Yeah,
2: day. exactly, I'm 24. So so um, so we kinda had a, that, we had bad, I left a bad taste in his mouth and there was shit about him that left a bad taste in my mouth. And uh, which you're not allowed to say anymore. Uh, that Dave, that you had a problem with Dave Chappelle, a <laughs> personal problem, um, and and, uh, and um, but so we just didn't talk. We get yeah, whatever. It's just sort of the it the connection wasn't good. Right. Uh, anyway, two thousand one two, we start to kind of talk again, and uh, and he says I want to do. He's like we should do a Playboy After Dark, which was a which was a show from the sixties mm-hmm. where Hugh Hefner. It was just like almost structureless. It looked like it was shot in a living room. I think (laughs) think Dave wanted to do it because he smoked on the. Hugh to smoked on the show, right? Uh, And uh, yeah. yeah. So, so then it just we just realized like we should just do a bunch of sketches. Dave had I had the kinkos. Dave had bloopers from Roots, and (laughs) maybe (laughs) I don't remember what else we had in that sketch. And reparations maybe the reparations like news broadcast. Okay. So that became the pilot, those f- three sketches or four sketches became the pilot. And then we did a taping where like, he walked, like came out, there was a crowd and he was like doing this. And he just walked through the studio audience out the door. And then just like, then was like, yeah, you're actually sick of that with all the fucking whoopty whoop. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. and so that we did it that way. And then we realized like, ah, eh, we kind of need an audience. Cause you don't want to show, you don't want to do a sketch show without laughs. Um, I don't at least. How did so, you guys
1: write? It was every episode, how many writers did you have? And We didn't did really
2: you- have any right. Like we, he and I would write the show that we we took outside pitches. So Kurt Metzger got a sketch on, it was like a sec, it was a Star Wars sex scandal. Uh, and Brian Tucker, who writes Star Live now, uh, pitched uh, racial draft and um, player hitters ball. So, but everything else was me or him. And and the other thing is like, but I, as much as it's, we, with sketches, like we wrote the racial draft in like fucking 40 minutes. It's like, once you have the idea, it's like, like you just go.
0: And then, um, I mean, you came up with that, uh, the white, black. Uh,
2: that was Dave, that was based on Dave's grandfather.
1: Wow, that's fucking- um,
2: was, Yeah, that, that shit guy, was, was like-
1: Based on his grandfather. <laughs> his grandfather was that guy?
2: His <laughs> grandfather was, well, I mean, yeah, he was a blind, he was a blind white supremacist. No, his <laughs> grandfather was light-skinned and blind. And uh, apparently the day Martin Luther King got shot, he was on the bus, and a bunch of black dudes surrounded him and like, what the fuck are you doing on this bus, cracker? And Dave's grandfather had the thought like, oh, that cracker's in trouble. Meanwhile, they were talking to him. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God.
2: Um, and uh, and so I it was like Dave had that idea because he tried to pitch it. He tried to pitch it. He told me he pitched it to somebody, but he didn't explain why the guy didn't know he was blind. So it didn't or the guy didn't know he was black. He never explained that part of the pitch. Nice. So people were like, what? It didn't make any sense. And then I was like, oh, like lights went the, out lights went- there. The other thing I should mention is you wouldn't know it now, but like Dave's because of Half-Baked and because of kind of racism, like we didn't, we pitched at HBO before we pitched at Comedy Central and like, really? um, they were not interested. So we like trudged up, it's in that Mark Twain speech I gave. Um So we tried, they said, why do we need you when we have Chris Rock? It's like, oh, that's yeah, pretty yeah. Yeah. Um, that's my, Meanwhile, you have bad Bill Maher and Dennis Miller. They don't seem similar to you.
1: The other thing you said, which is is, is funny, is you you said, well, we wrote it in 40 minutes. That's it. Executing these sketches. And maybe not for you, but that's a whole other animal to make great. It's How many times has everyone laughed in a room, but then you actually execute it and it sucks. And that just yeah. didn't seem like a problem for you guys.
2: I mean, not in the stuff that aired, but there's shit that didn't work. I mean, there's plenty of shit that didn't work uh that i guess is talent i don't know i mean i love sketch like dave used to call me a uh, snl historian neil brennan so like <laughs> i'm i know sketch ben Stiller show mr Sh- i used to go to mr show tapings like yeah. i'm i really love sketches so, so you're
0: familiar with it already i mean your budget was yeah. small too right i mean you didn't have such a big
2: budget. yeah it wasn't much it was probably 7 15 episode or 900 wow. or something like wow. not which sounds like uh a lot but now most like even cable shows are like probably 1.3 yeah and this episode. is
1: also 15 years ago so then yeah. that obviously propelled you to a new a new level the chappelle yes system.
2: which i more or less squandered you squandered. um well uh you it's be doing a big tv show is a bit like being a good college basketball player like you get drafted they want to draft you so I got drafted into doing stuff but I just didn't really want to do much of it and the thing I ended up doing was Jeremy Piven movie called The Goods which Will Ferrell and Adam McKay produced so I thought like oh that'll be fun to work with those guys because because Talladega Nights had just come out and I knew Will a little so I was like that'll be fun and it just wasn't that fun or good and uh but and I didn't write it but guess what took, got all the blame. So uh
1: you, you, that was your, you directed that,
2: right? Yeah, directed it. So, and it's very, it's funny, but doesn't matter. So therefore it's like, you get stigmatized with like, you can't do anything.
1: It's hard to believe. And I know it's true, but it's hard to believe that you would have the success with the Chappelle show and everything else you've done. You do one movie and you truly feel like it, that movie that didn't work in the eyes of whoever.
0: Yeah, it didn't do well, yet, but, and it all, career.
1: yeah. It, it, it actually affects your career. I mean, versus- not
2: only does it affect your career, like I said, Dave had done Half-Baked and his first HBO special, and HBO still didn't want the sketch show, right? because they were like, no, we have, you. there's only, there can only be one. Like, out here, there's like, there are 30 talented directors, full stop, and everybody else is like, we'll see, maybe, we'll give you a shot. So, but at that point, I'd started doing stand-up in earnest, and, uh, like in starting in 07 and was kind of just getting good, better. So I was like, ah, fuck, I'll just do that. Mostly. So that mean, that do what propelled you into
1: that. that's what propelled you into That's what propelled you the movie. Because you talk about in, in Three Mics when you were saying, which I, I loved, why I like Three Mics so much is um, the, stand-ups, the stand-up part, part is, is fantastic. And I think the, the one-liners are fantastic, but the one man show of it, obviously Mm -hmm. which is, I'm sure your intent is what gave it levels, what gave it texture, made it something more than just, oh yeah, I'm a funny guy with great jokes. You brought it to something else, which in turn, not (laughs) this is my thesis on your thing, helped all the other sections, helped.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it informed it. Well, well, that's a whole other,
2: that the, the, the reason I did it that way was because, like I said, you're not just gonna watch a charisma machine. Like, you know, it's like, I'm not, it's like Joe Coy. People do, you just want to see him talk. There's just a few people that you just want to see him talk. Um, Dave and there's Burr. I mean, like great comedians, Patrice. Um, But um, so you, 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 you'll listen to me talk. But part of it is that people, there was a, I think there was like a misunderstanding about me because, because of the way the show ended, I seemed racist. You mean on the Chappelle show? right but I think I'm sure Masabi could speak to it a little more like like if there's a if there's a if there's a skirmish it wasn't a skirmish but if Dave says it doesn't an inter- says in an interview that somebody on set didn't laugh the way he liked I'm the only white person people have any any conception of on the show right. so there's a portion of the audience that's like wait a minute are you the guy meanwhile I'm not but well, you don't you have
1: noticed that his writing partner was was this outright racist? I mean, it doesn't. Well, you know I mean, like uh, yeah. whole time you're, you're, Wait a, a minute, Mike you're, <laughs> you're doing follow-ups, Mike, you're doing follow ups,
2: Mike. You're doing follow ups. That's the that's your <laughs> that's where you're that's where you're missing out. <laughs> Just go with the hottest, fastest take. Um, yeah. So so like so, I had to. I wanted. To, I wanted people to have some sense. Of, and also, why am I? Why am I not a charisma machine? I just wanted to say like, hey, not a charisma machine, but here's why. And it's pretty, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, interesting you honest, or whatever. Right.
1: Oh, you were so Yeah, honest. exactly. So wrong. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. But but it was great so, because it wasn't, um, you know, sometimes the one-man show portion can be a little self-indulgent or you really took all that out of it. You, there was nothing in there. I tried right. to, yeah. Because, like, like, you know, when someone says, come to my one-man show, Basically, uh, they're saying come to my big therapy big. session right come instead of sitting with me and my therapist you'll just watch me from a chair speaking like, of which what oh mike, Barbe- <laughs> oh, God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> mike oh. is calling you, <laughs> what, are you making the worst face
2: oh. it's like fucking so you said it's like saying fucking uh uh saying beetlejuice <laughs> you know, Self indulgence three times. In Mike time. Biglia calls you. Yeah. Um, I'm good kidding. And God. my particularly is the reason I did three mics, basically. Oh, is he really? Like his first special, the uh my girlfriend's boyfriend is like I saw that and I was like fucking really good.
1: Yeah. Um, but you talked about um in, in the special, um not hiding behind other people anymore, whether it's David yeah. or whoever. And yeah, yeah. Was that being pushed after the movie for whatever the industry thought and realizing? Well, it was like the, the thing
2: that the somebody asked me like, what would be my arc in in like life or something? And the it, the arc would be probably in like a movie. It would be like a guy who who wants to be on a team, but uh, has to do it by himself. You right. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like I want that. Um, but like, no, you what you need is to, is to get your own um, pillar,
1: your own voice, right? Um,
2: yeah. And your own, yeah, your own, your own voice, your own, your own, your own career, your own, that way I don't have to worry about I, we got to write and your dad's just all that shit. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah.
0: Well, I mean, Neil, do you feel more comfortable with your place in standup now? I mean, like I see a projection of just greatness from there. I mean, as far as being one of the best standups, is that one of your goals? I,
2: I to me, there's like a, there's a group of guys above me that are separated by performance, meaning Chris, Dave, Burr, Jim she- Jeffries, Louie, um, I'm sure I'm forgetting people. Schumer is Sarah. Uh who else? Who else does arenas? Um <laughs> Mulaney.
0: The list, the um, list of people, but let's say David Tell.
2: But but that's the, the but okay. So there's a list of people that I think are a little like uh uh they are their fastballs faster than mine, right?
0: Right. So, but talk.
2: I don't mm-hmm. but uh, so it's like I have a new show that I'm gonna do once the, there we can't uh, infect each other with nanoparticles. Yeah, I, I hope I can, I don't think I'll ever get to that level of fame or, but I, I, I do know that what I did was impossible. Meaning going from having, doing a TV show with somebody, it being, you know, what it became. He and I have a public thing. I'm not a comedian. <laughs> then i start doing stand up and get good at it get good enough to be on netflix and then get get a stand up special that people hold up as and you know whatever
1: weird? did you really do those when you said you start our um, open mics was that real when you said that in your special did you really yeah,
2: i'll do open mics today i don't give a shit i mean meaning like i don't i don't i didn't sign up i don't think but like 2007 in la <laughs> the Co. and shit. I couldn't park at the comedy store. Like already did Chappelle Joe. Wasn't allowed to park at the comedy store. Wasn't passed. Isn't that amazing? No, no, no. MC'd I mean, what, at the laugh factory.
1: It's so funny because we have a lot of young people listening to, and you know, you think that you get to this level. And then when you're at that level, shit's just going to work out. Something that you said that I thought was so impactful was you didn't make a big issue out of it in the special. And for a good, very good reason, it's a stand-up special, but you talked about, um after having with mike Shear, you guys sold a show and then after you sold it you i mean i'm not i'm paraphrasing so tell me if i'm wrong but yeah you realized this is not going to make you happy this is not the shangri-la it
2: just didn't it well that didn't work like that it just didn't work
1: well like that,
2: that 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 it's like trying different shit and going like fuck that doesn't work that doesn't work that doesn't work
1: yeah, but like you're in one terms of the people of- who got to actually realize it doesn't work. So many people, yeah. even getting there, is not the answer to life. <laughs> it's a great career and it's awesome. I mean, again, I haven't had your success, but I just don't think anything like that is the key. And I love that you touched on that in the special.
2: Yeah, I that in that. Who was I saying? I, I there's a part of me that's like you know when they say like on your deathbed you won't you won't think about work. Mm-hmm. And there's a part of me that's like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did
2: some pretty cool shit at work. <laughs> like I did some pretty meaningful shit to me at work.
1: Right, which is pretty um, cool.
2: Yeah, like, and it doesn't mean, I'm not talking about, the result is cool, obviously, but um, but the connection is the thing. Like, the, like I'm glad, she felt, I'm very glad Special Show was what it is, right? But at the same time, you know, like thinking about writing the blind white supremacist, like that, that, you know what I mean? Like right. that yeah. means as much to me. Sorry. Right. Like
0: coming up with that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like coming up with that. that mm-hmm. I might think about that toward right. the end. Right. But it's not because I did it. It's not because, like, you fucking look at this.
1: Yeah. You're not holding on. Because I
2: met a guy. And we were, the, you know what I mean? It's like, cause yeah. of our friendship,
1: but that's, yeah. You're talking about the relationships, right? I mean, the, the I, I just talked to so many people and there, there's this moving goalpost, right? You get one level of success. You want the next and the goalpost just keeps moving. Um, and then finding some semblance of self is so important. And I, I do feel, I mean, maybe I'm, I, I read too much into your show, but I felt like that's what you were give about. it
2: a rest. <laughs> <laughs> Like we get it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like the show. What do you uh, no, you're. Me? I
2: mean, that no, that is part of the show. Part of the show is like the, is the like not getting the answer from um, achievement. But at the same time, I don't want to shit on achievements. Like it did, it did probably improve my mood, but it wasn't the special achievement. It was the three mics achievement that actually improved my mood probably 10% every day.
1: Hey, I can see that.
2: Every day since it landed, I've been in a 10% better mood. Why Why is so that? I,
1: what's What's different about that than, say, the Chappelle Show for you?
2: Because uh, I, because because I, there's literally, I couldn't talk myself out of it. Hmm. Meaning, Chappelle Show, I can go, wow, you're writing with a, I mean, trust me, the world is pretty good about reminding me how funny Dave is. Um, uh, like so, like it's like fucking. I mean, you know, again, that's another thing, Masabi. Or Mike, you, I don't know, you're you sound like a, a probably a defender, but Masabi, I'm sure you've heard plenty of people roll their eyes about a partnership between me and Dave. Do you yes. know what I mean? Like without without, I'm not saying name names. I'm just saying like fucking. Con- I mean, I when we wrote half baked, I told Dave, I go, I'm gonna get all the credit in showbiz. You're gonna get all the credit in comedy. Like I could already see that that's what was gonna happen, which is why we. Had a deal not to split jokes up who wrote what because right. no one's asking for good reasons, right? Um, so
0: but that was totally you, too, man. Watching this, I mean, like I told you, man, I was moved, you know, yeah, and and um, because of the history in this business, but the people, I mean, it's very close, and I never really talk about personal things. I mean, I've talked to Mike because Mike is my co host, and we're good friends but like i can't go around doting about why and i know why cuz some people are assholes but i can't say that because people will be like oh you're just jealous or y- right y- you, you, you 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 what are you talking about so it's like yeah. i just keep it to myself but i'm i'm just happy to be able to talk to you and see where you are as a stand up i'm so fucking impressed man it's oh thanks like, man i'm blown away because you didn't touch any of that back then. You weren't talking about stand-up. I didn't yeah. know that. But yeah, to see it now is fucking unbelievable.
2: No, you know what was cool, Mo, was uh was um somebody told me that they that before he died, Patrice said I was one of his favorite comics. And 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 he died fucking 10 years ago. You wow. know what I mean? Like that was when I heard that because he's one of the only people who ever called me to tell me he thought I was funny. Wow. So like there's a like people would tell would like yell at yell that I wasn't good at they would yell at me that I wasn't good at
1: what point in your career I mean in the night like before you were even doing stand-up or when you saw no, no,
2: no uh this was this is probably oh nine okay so I hadn't been I'd been doing it maybe three or four years there's it's a, there's a weird thing there's like a and I don't even I get it it's bullshit but I get it because Dave is so charismatic and so uh like like uh, iconic at this point and I, he's one of the few people that actually is I think people resent me they think I'm taking credit and I'm like I'm no I I'm not taking it's in my lap I'm <laughs> yeah. not taking shit
0: yeah
2: um <laughs> yeah like um so what am I who am I taking credit he called me to do the tv show he called me right um the uh
1: who are these people really?
2: I, I mean I'm Masabi can Lord tell Lord. you after the after the taping, but I'm saying, like, oh, yeah. there's just a general feeling of like a fucking doorman or some fucking plus one, a tag-along, a fucking posse, a posse cut. It's so guy. funny,
1: dude, because for me, I've known of you for a long time. I'm not in that mm-hmm. circle you're in, and I never thought of you that way. And I'm not saying that as some sort of compliment. I really I no, I get. It. I believe that. Yeah. If you, no, I, I yeah. never said. Oh, he's. Just, I. I knew you created the show, and then when I, you know, before I even knew Mo, I saw your special, and I, I didn't go. Oh, this fucking guy is trying to adorn I. I didn't know any of that. So it's sort of. And I just thought. I mean, what I, I, I didn't think. You, you know
0: what Neil means though in the insider part of exactly. it. Exactly.
1: That's what I think it, it is. It, it's it, an insider, it, but it's not it's our our fellow comedians.
0: It's yeah. our fellow it's, comedians. It's, it's our fellow that's guys. What,
1: I think you're exactly right, Mo. I think it's in your circle, but the wider world does not, I can't imagine. Yeah, I mean
2: the wider world, I'm like, uh, I'm still pretty obscure, which is, that's fine. I don't, that I get. Um, it's the thing within comedy that I find so mm. odd. It's like, there's a certain like, like Mark Norman, guys like that, where they like, you're fucking got a cool career and funny and write jokes. Like, um, and then there's like Seinfeld and people like that, that like me. Mm-hmm. But then there's like the middle ground where they're just like, fuck you. I'm like,
0: you, okay, not email, you hit people by storm. You surprise motherfuckers.
2: Dude, yeah. I but know. that's the, but, but I don't, but I would say like, watch this, sh- watch the joke. Like what the fuck? The, what's, I don't see how you watch that and be like, this guy's like, this guy's doing it wrong or you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, no, I'm trying to do good jokes that I'm trying to do high level of difficulty jokes about uh, interesting subjects. Right. And yeah. then and yeah. then make a good show or make like a stage show around it. There's some people that just won't like it, but but there's a weird bias against me, like I said, because I think people think I'm taking something from Dave, mm. um, and I'm I'm not. It's you like I'm not. It's like people out? go. People always go away. Hey, you helped do Chappelle show. I go no,
1: I didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> you helped do Chappelle show. I didn't help. You got coffee. yeah, you, you, yeah. Dave was on set on yeah. time. <laughs> That's what you yeah. get from people?
2: Yeah. Oh, I get that fucking, I get that more than you did it. <laughs> okay. I mean, like Munoz, like you fucking, you helped. Help, help. What the fuck are you talking about?
1: <laughs> you helped?
2: Is that your introduction?
1: To yeah. someone? someone said, this is Neil, he helped uh, Dave. <laughs> it's not, I, you think
2: I'm kidding. <laughs> That's more common than what you are. Yeah. Like, what, whatever, like, your category is so much more common than than this fucking guy helped. <laughs> and then, so it's like, if I help, so it's like, I helped do a great show, and then I helped do by myself another stage show, a, a great stand up show. So I've helped, I'm a, I am a pretty good
0: helper. You know, I, I, that's, this is why we wanted to talk to you too, because it's like, people don't understand the the work. And the sweat that goes behind to get to where. Yeah,
2: like I don't even the thing of like, so 2007's like 14 years ago now. Special comes out, three months came out after I've been doing it 10 years. And which is oddly enough, when people say it takes, it takes like a decade to get good. Uh, just it's, which is usually fine because you don't start when you're fucking 33 um, or however old I was. Uh, so, I don't mind, I didn't mind the hustle part of it. I was talking to somebody the other night and I had the thought, I said like this, doing a spot at a shithole, literally in California, we do shows in yards. Um, <laughs> yeah. Masabi, a yard is a is a patch of grass <laughs> behind someone's house. Um, so, uh, so we do it in yards. I That means as much to me as a Netflix theater. Mm-hmm. Not because I'm a, I not because I'm special or cool or doing. I'm so about it. I it's all it's the same mechanism.
0: Yeah, Mike. It's
2: game. the exact same mechanism. It's like you write. It's like you write a joke and you see if it works. Yeah, I'm not. I I was never like. A, I like fucking opened for. Uh, I remember opening for Caparul, John Caparulo, a comic out here in Vegas. Uh, and I'm like a rich show creator. And I've still like got him drinks in Vegas. <laughs> right. I just didn't mind. I just didn't, meaning I like brought him Coke. Like I just like some middle guys. I was middle. What so I, I did middle guys.
0: Well, I, I never changed, Joe. You know, that part of you, your quality. I, I remember uh, calling you some years ago and I, it wasn't like, oh, I, I I have to wait 10 weeks for you to call back. You just hit me right back and I was like wow you know I know you (laughs) (laughs) that's
2: the thing of like Neil's cocky like okay okay it's (laughs) if I'm anything I'm defensive about people saying I helped that's well then I get I get defensive like motherfucker and I seem cocky because I'm kind of rebuking the other narrative but
1: right you're being protected. well you did a lot of work and you want to you want to make sure yeah. that's only fair one thing that i thought was was great about your comedy is you're such a craftsman the way you mm-hmm. understand stand up the, the way you broke out three mics um and honestly it i actually learned i was like okay so that's a one man show and that stand up because <laughs> like, normally it's either intermixed or whatever but the way you separate it's such fucking craft and is that what yeah. you're saying? Well, that's here?
2: where that's where like not being a, a easy performer comes in. Because I know like I'm me and Seth Meyers are super close, and and we've been friends for seventeen years. And and he wasn't. He's like whenever he's written his way into a career.
0: Because
2: mm-hmm. he he's he is more charismatic than me, but he was in sketches against Bill Hader, Andy Samberg. Will Forte, Amy, Amy Poehler, uh, Kristen Wiig. Should I go on? Right. He's in sixth yes. place. Right. Uh, and and he figured out a way to like write his way into, uh, he was he became the head writer and then became update host and then became late night host by basically writing and producing. hmm. So that I knew, like, if I because I did a Comedy Central special that's got a lot of fucking great jokes in it, nobody really cared. So I was like, I got to figure out a way to make it um, more uh, something.
1: I I mean, I think you're a little hard on yourself on the charisma. No, I,
2: I, I, I'm, I'm not saying you're feeling. I don't believe any of this about myself, but I, but I can, I, I can sort of smell. (laughs) <laughs> i sort of like i can tell what i'll sometimes i'll watch myself and i'll be like why do you look like you have a headache and I mean, you need to contextualize why you're like that talk about depression talk about pain talk about emotions right. and then the and next one i don't have to do any of that shit
1: how did you put that together how do you do a show like that uh up until the netflix special are you at this are you at the improv doing the depression uh,
2: i had i had uh i did it I had the idea, I did it on that show Comedy Meltdown. I did like a mm-hmm. six minute version of it. Like I just tried it and it worked. So I was like, all right, let me, I think I can scale that out and kind of scaled it out and figured it. I mean, the sort of the ethos of the middle mic was like kind of the best, I don't know if you've ever been in a 12 step meeting, but they, people do shares where they just talk, you know.
0: Yeah
2: kind of spill their shit and it's the most riveting thing you've ever seen in your life so it was like I was trying to figure out a way to do that kind of telling myself mm. about stuff or not telling myself because it wasn't like I killed a hooker it's just more like right you know
0: personal insight, really share yeah. It. yeah I don't I have guess, like any. Kevin hates you right now
2: Kevin
1: yeah
2: yeah my brother yeah
1: yeah I mean Kevin, your brother Kevin hates you
0: yeah. Well, yeah. no,
2: but I but but that's a good example of
0: yeah, he hates because Neil Neil is like we're not
1: joking. Your brother really hates you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Neil, yeah. Neil oh, is everything yeah. he wanted to Neil is everything Kevin started first, wanted to be. Yeah,
2: like I the thing I was telling people, it's like if imagine you're a comedian and you bring your brother up and then he works the door to comedy club that you basically made happen and then he does like a movie that's pretty popular and then he does a tv show that's insanely popular and at that point you'd be like this is getting to be a little much and then and then he becomes a comedian and is good at it and has a a good netflix special you'd be like oh i have to do a podcast where i shit on you now (laughs) (laughs) okay I don't even, I'm not even, I, mean, I, comp- I, I, I'm not saying I agree with it, but I, to quote Chris Rock, I'm not saying he should have done it, but I understand.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get it. I guess. Yeah. Your honesty, man. Is that where you got a lot of it from 12 step meetings? Cause your self-awareness I, is so strong. Uh,
2: I it's certainly like, absolutely. certainly it's like a, it was kind of the inspiration. It's not like I used, I adapted shares of mine to the stage, but it was like, um, it was, uh, I don't even go to AA. But, um, but like, yeah, like uh, it, that was sort of the template. Like whenever people, it, people from 12 step programs kind of wink at me, like, I know what that middle mic was.
1: <laughs> well, the thing is, it's, to me, it's, it's not just about the standup. You are a very self-aware person. I mean, at least you came across yeah. that. It's, you, you're, I mean, you're,
2: that, you're yeah, behind. that's the thing is you're not gonna, part of it's like an eminent, it's like the swift boating myself or like the end of eight miling myself or whatever. It's like, you're not gonna, it's like, I can say to Masavia, like, People, this is what people, certain, certain comics think of me. And he's like, yep. <laughs> I'm not like, they don't, I don't, I know, I know it. It's like, I, I don't even hear it and I know it.
0: But they, it, it's a it's a great, it's, it's an envy I would love to have because it's like, you fucking did it the way you want to do it. I like that shit. Yeah, well, mean.
2: no, it's a good, I mean, at a certain point, they don't, it's like, I just, it's like, I used to tell people, it's like, I used to listen to people say DiCaprio was gay for years. Just dudes are just mad
1: yeah that, that's right that's um what, yeah. so that's a, well what made you decide to stick with stand-up because from a financial standpoint before let's get let's go before three mics you could have said i'm going to keep trying to develop a show that's going to be the next big show as a showrunner. i just want to make money because getting drinks for some guy in vegas as a middler
2: i'd rather do that than right. but what why
1: show. but why why what made you think this feels better to me than being on a pitch
2: on Uh, a lot you ever been on a pitch (laughs) (laughs) uh it's just sterile and fucking uh you're 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 basically casting your lot it's up to to some some guy or lady who doesn't know anything so I'd rather Mm -hmm. just try it with an audience I mean that's literally what made me do stand-up in oh two or whatever it's like I'd written some movies with Mike Schur and they were like funny and just didn't get made. And then I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm funny. People would talk down to me like in in like, and I'd be like, I don't know. I think I'm funny. <laughs> People to explain comedy to you. I mean, dude, you have no idea. Like, I I'd just be like, okay, but I, <laughs> I, I really think I'm pretty funny. Like walking around, I'll say stuff to, you know, doormen, you know, peep friends. Yeah. Pretty yeah.
1: funny. Um, Did you give up on that? I want to make movies. I want to be a big, where you sort of, I get- I just wasn't, it just wasn't
2: going to happen. And it just didn't bother me. Mm -hmm. Just didn't didn't bother me. Doing the work of standup doesn't, is not work.
1: Right, yeah. No, you can tell you have a real love for it, man. Um, Look, before we go, if you're talking to a younger you or giving a young person advice, coming from I mean the
2: the 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 great and horrible part about standup is the if you look at the top 10 probably most revered and or top grossing comedians uh currently they all write the most jokes
0: hmm.
2: so that's you better write some fucking jokes
0: true. yeah that's, a good logo, that's it i mean good.
2: yeah like that's the that's the bottom line it's like it's uh Hard, it's incredibly hard, but if you get good at it, they'll give you 700 million dollars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect way to end it, man. Hey, yeah. Thank you, brother.
2: Oh, come on, bro. no problem, man.
0: Yeah, I yeah. come we, we gotta hang, man. You know. Yeah, done.
2: Hey, man, I love you too, bro. I'll talk to you soon, man. All All right. Peace, Mike.
1: Nice to you. Great to meet you, man. absolutely okay. Okay, Mo, where can people find out more about us?
0: Follow us on Instagram at Comedy Anatomy and on Twitter at Comedy underscore Anatomy or at our website at comedyanatomy.com.
1: And last but not least, please subscribe to Comedy Anatomy on YouTube, where we're streaming the never before seen roast of the late legendary comedian Patrice O'Neill at the Boston Comedy Club in 2003, featuring Rich Voss, Bill Burr, Robert Kelly, and the late, great Greg Giraldo, and many more.
0: Comedy history right there. You can find the link to our YouTube channel on our website and social media.
1: Thanks for listening.